This is the Minter Dialogue Radio Show, show number 11. Next up, co-creation, crowdsourcing, innovation, and consumer insights with ICA's Managing Director, François Pétavi. Hello, bonjour, and welcome to the Minter Dialogue Radio Show. Ich bin ein conferencier. Je suis votre compère. I am your host, Minter Dial. I'm also author of the blog, themindset.com, T-H-E. M-Y-N-D-S-E-T, where branding gets personal, and where you also find the show notes for this interview. Hope you'll enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Minter Dialogue radio show. I am in the offices of Eika, E-Y-E-K-A, and I'm with the uh, managing director of Eika in Paris, with François Petavi. So can you explain to us what is Eika? Hi, Minter. Um, well, it's pretty simple. Uh, IKEA is a community of create, creative consumers. Uh, so we have more than 140,000 uh, people registered on our website. And these people are real consumers, but with a creative hat. And we engage them through co-creation campaigns. So basically, we send them briefs. Uh, they're registered on the site. We send them briefs that are creative briefs that will typically uh, be one-sentence brief, like... If you were a Reebok, what, will, what kind of products will you design for women uh, beyond shoes? And they will respond through content. So they will send us uh, graphic design, they will send us video um, in a, a matter of weeks. And based on that content, uh, we derive insights and innovation uh, capabilities for brands. All right, so you have 140,000 people in your community. How did you get them and what is their, what's their profile? So um, the motivations are what I call the four Fs, which are uh, fulfillment. So these are people who crave uh, to create. And so you have some people in the weekend do DIY stuff. These people create. They love to create. So that's their main motivation. Um, the second uh, motivator is the fun. So they like to, to create. Uh, they fi find it fun. And so we always try to find an appealing angle in the breeze we send. Um, you have a financial aspect. So we have, we have some financial prizes, which are more to treat your uh, participation and uh, you have fame. So some of these people get promoted by brands uh, when they submit uh, relevant or interesting or creative uh, content. And so part of it is to be uh, validated uh, by brands. And so uh, uh, talk us about the 140,000, where they are, what their profile is, the sex and all that. Sure. So we, um, reading the profile, we don't ask them to be representative uh, because what we found out is that men can have great product ideas for women uh, or uh, you, uh, people can find great communication. So young people can find great communication angles for uh, older people because it's their family. They have people like that in their family. Uh, in, so we are more focusing on the geographical breakdown. Uh, and so uh, right now, a community of 140,000 is split among uh, the U.S. We have more than 10 thousand uh, people in the US, uh, Latin America, uh, we have a, a big community in Europe, we started originally in France, so France, UK, Germany, Spain, Italy, etc. Um, and more and more so we are also building a big community in Asia, uh, China, uh, Southeast Asia, we have more than 30,000 there. Um, and uh, basically the, the, the end game for us is really to be uh, present in all the G8 uh, countries and the BRICS countries, which are the main markets that are of interest for clients. All right, so what's the breakdown? I mean, because we're talking about an internet population, so I can't imagine we have too many grandmothers. 
And uh, so I would imagine it skews younger. And what about and in this breakdown in sex? So it's, it's mostly balanced in terms of sex. We have 60% male and 40% female. Interestingly, uh, uh, there are more male in the video uh, field, which is a bit uh, geeky uh, type. And, but graphic design and photography is uh, pretty well balanced. And in terms of age, so we have, we have pretty normal people because uh, the latest statistics were that 40% of our community is above 35. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's not just uh, only Gen Y uh, geeks that are registered on ICA. Um, but uh, once again, so we, uh, for example, we've run campaigns for uh, the elderly, and so some of the most relevant people were people who were like uh, 27, uh, but uh, have uh, grandparents. And now, for example, we have this question on uh, how to market a Skype-type uh, product for the elderly. Uh, and uh, the person who got the best ID was a guy who was 27 as a small kid and every night he's using Skype with his uh, grandparents to connect them to, uh, to the children and so their grandchildren and so it's uh, he, basically he could relate to the end uh, user the audience uh, which is the main thing well, Relate is the key word in that one um, it reminds me of the, the Renault Twingo uh, which tried to uh, target the younger people but the uh, image of the younger the older and so finally that's a really good lesson all right so speak to us about um, what what your value-added proposition is to a company that is interested in using your network for their co-creation and innovation sure so what we provide uh, companies is a way to accelerate uh, innovation cycles uh, mainly uh, which is that uh, um, currently, the approach to innovation relies on a pretty artisanal process, um, which is diff difficult to scale, uh, especially geographically. Uh, and right now, the key for brands is really to accelerate the cycle to be able to uh, launch more, more uh, products faster, fail faster, also learn to, to fail, uh, and uh, accept that uh, to create differentiation and to, to basically uh, improve our margins and, and uh, market share. Uh, so the fact that we provide provide a community that is already on the shelf, ready to use, and the set of tools and processes to use that uh, makes that, that you, you can, through ICA, uh, ask a question uh, in five markets uh, in a matter of weeks uh, at the same time, uh, or you can uh, have Chinese people telling, telling you what how, what do you think about the, your brand or your category? Uh, so it's very fast. Um, it's scalable because we are on the internet, so that's our DNA. And one of the big benefits uh, compared to the traditional methods is the creative, creativity, which is that the output of the IKEA community is visual, it's creative, so it's the difference between a focus group where people will say, yes, I like this product or I will make it uh, a bit different like this, and people will just like say, what should I do? And they just draw it for you. And that's the main uh, benefit. All right, so when we talk about the uh, innovation cycle, we've got the idea, the initial ideation, and then you, of course, you have the development. What, do you have other roles beyond just the ideation part? And do you, can you get involved actually in the construction concept part and, 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 and other areas? So, um, yes, we, we can play, uh, so we are not an innovation company in the sense that we will not um, take the end-to-end -end process and the change management process um, uh, because we are not a consultancy. Um, what we, we can play uh, basically at three different steps in the innovation life cycle. Uh, we can play in the very initial uh, exploration and insights. So what, what will my category be in 10 years or what are the expectations of people relating to my brand or why can I stretch 
research uh, and remain relevant. Um, that's the first step, and maybe people will identify uh, innovation angles in there. Then we can dive into more like the envision uh, phase where we'll say, okay, if we were to do a product in that category, uh, how would it look like? And people will design the product to you uh, and actually spec it and uh, give you. Um, and from that, you can feed your uh, uh, design and development process, uh, taking elements of these products and saying, okay, uh, and develop some, some concepts. Um, and then at the end of the cycle, once you got your, your product uh, developed, um, then we can, we can help on the marketing mix, which is like what should be the name, what should be uh, the packaging, the retail experience for the product, um, and basically bring a consumer point of view on that, uh, and especially like how should you market it to Chinese or to the French or uh, to the Spanish uh, or Latin people, um, uh, and they can, we can provide answers to that too. All right, so uh, we spoke about uh, speaking Chinese. This might sound like Chinese to some people. Semiotics or a semiological analysis. One of the strong points of AICA is your ability to analyze a semiotic. Can you explain what that is and, and why that's of interest? Yeah, so um, uh, the AICA content uh, in itself is a very raw content, uh, meaning that you have things that will be uh, full of insights but might, sometimes might not be very well executed. Uh, so uh, it's a very different output than what you get typically from a, uh, an agency um, because it's coming from real people, right? Uh, so um, uh, to make it usable and actionable by brands, we, we have a layer of analysis. Um, and so uh, one of the techniques we use is semiotics, uh, which is about really going uh, deep into uh, uh, the codes and uh, and the, also the things that are in uh, I'll say uh, the elephant in the room, uh, as you might say, uh, in the content uh, to really uh, go um, uh, to really extract the essence of uh, the insights of what people have been saying. Uh, so this is a, a technique that is uh, I think was born in France, mm -hmm. um, and uh, we are we are making it a bit uh, popular right now in the U.S. Uh, for example, uh, bring that to, to the market. So concretely that means uh, you, you do an analysis of the images, you do an analysis of the words. Can you explain a little bit more the process? Yes, so uh, this is very much uh, this is, uh, about uh, uh, leveraging the codes and, uh, and the signs that are embedded in the content uh, and mapping them uh, according to, uh, to a methodology which is the semiotic square uh, to actually uh, uh, map uh, these signs and uh, after that tell the story, the collective story of what these signs are telling and also the weak signals that might emerge uh, and this is a very powerful tool that, uh, for example, enabled us to uh, um, uh, find the right way for a, a big brand uh, to uh, uh, communicate their claim uh, and where they were relevant and expected or not without even mentioning the brand to the community. Just taking the brand pyramid uh, that we asked the people, we just took the brand pyramid and we said, imagine this is a person that has these qualities, and we asked them to do um, an ad for this person to run for president. And by analyzing the, the, the codes and the signs, uh, we called, and without even telling the category of a brand, we called gather insights that when the brand uh, leads, so uh, the insight they said, this is us, this is unbelievable. So this, yeah. Well, so I can imagine that that's a that's a very eye-opening experience. What sort of what's the perfect client for you? I mean, you you you, you go down, uh, meet lots of of, of uh, client brands. 
Which ones are more likely to be open for you? What's a perfect client? So um, digital is very, uh, I mean, Twitter and Facebook and all that is, is performing some kind of a, um, um, a forming function. Uh, right now because uh, everything becomes horizontal. I mean, you, you launch a product and then people start talking about it on Twitter and then and people don't think about your uh, CRM program or your customer service or your brand department. They just think uh, of you as a brand and a person and uh, they, they expect you to react and they don't care who's reacting. So this is a, this is a very uh, strong constraint right now and pressure on, on the brands. Um, and so a lot of brands are asking the question of this means we need to give uh, the consumers some place in the, not, not the driving seat, but at least some seat in, the, in driving our brands uh, and our products uh, so that we, are, we stay in sync with them. Uh, and so the earlier, the better. So, um, uh, I mean, in the life cycle. So, um, we, we are talking to uh, clients, and I'm thinking about people like uh, Procter & Gamble, uh, for example, who uh, have very well understood that you need to involve the consumer very early in the life cycle, in the process, to stay in sync with them. Um, and also, they understood that the consumer cannot do everything. Uh, and so there are some moments where you need to turn to the customer and gather the insights or project things through the consumer or test it through the consumer. And there are some stages where the brand is the expert. And, uh, and that's where uh, basically you need either to uh, uh, have a strong opinion on something or have a technology or have a belief. Uh, and that's the role of a brand. So um, to avoid the confusion of the consumer is king and the consumer is, will create the next products uh, for us from scratch. All right, so beautiful. Now let's imagine I'm, I'm a client and I'm coming up to you. Francois, listen, uh, for... For January 2012, I'm in need of the next big killer thing. I'm in, I'm in X industry. What, what are the two or three pieces of advice you're going to give to me flat out? And you don't have to hold yourself back on this one. So uh, first, um, I, I will really try to understand how you're playing the 1990 rule, which is um, do you have already a group of enthusiasts or advocates or uh, expert consumers that you're trying to leverage? To so, so do I have a community, yeah, have a community around my brand? Yeah, exactly. So that can be your Facebook community, that can be a market research community online, because that's already a first step. Uh, for example, my Starbucks has my Starbucks ID, which is a great community for, uh, I will say, ideation, but uh, maybe lacks depth. So this community, for example, I think uh, in year one, Starbucks got 70,000 IDs, uh, 75,000 IDs, something like that, uh, 750,000 votes. Uh, so a lot of engagement around these ideas, but I think from that they derived 25 concepts, and these were more incremental concepts. Um, they gathered a lot of insights about, like, for example, we should go into organic uh, sandwiches, uh, organic food, which was a fantastic insight. Um, so this is more type of communities of what I call the 9%, where people were involved with your brand or your category. Um, what ICA brings is the 1%. So we are, I will try to understand how you can play that game of having different communities working together. Um, that would be your first thing. Um, the second thing is about uh, what is your innovation uh, cycle and how do you, what is your uh, existing uh, practice of developing new products. And what we try to do is not to disrupt that. That means we try to 
plug and play into that process because, for example, um, you can have a very robust validation process and we're not going to reinvent that. I mean, uh, at some point you need to have a stamp and say, yes, this is going to work. And, uh, and if you've done that for 20 years, uh, maybe you don't want to change that, but maybe you want to change the way you create IDs. Mm -hmm. And originally you were maybe just doing brainstorms mm -hmm. internally and you want more ideation. Uh, so that will be uh, the, the main thing. Um, and, and the last thing will be uh, probably uh, uh, the way you organized and how much the organization is ready uh, for uh, uh, change in terms of, uh, uh, and especially when, if you want to involve a larger public, uh, how much the organization is ready to have consumers uh, raising a voice uh, or not. And so we can adapt to both. We have some uh, brands that are um, acting anonymously on ICA, but still gathering consumer insights because that's not also part of a DNA to be in that uh, attitude. Uh, and some who are like, uh, this is part of a DNA and they really will promote this kind of approach. And that's a very important thing to, to understand. Yeah, I mean, the, the first, when you're anonymous, then really it's not very, as they say in French, implicating. You're not, you know, you're not really worried. It's okay. If they say that, we should be black, we should be white. Okay, fine. But if you put your name behind it, of course, then you better pay, know how to play the game. You have to know how to listen and that kind of cultural thing. How do you, how do you find that out when you're, you know, you tell, you, I'm, I'm your client. How are you going to find out how willing we are to listen? Well, you can see from the Facebook fan page, for example, uh, and you have a, a huge variety of ways brands uh, have conversations. Uh, just looking at the luxury, the difference between uh, fast-moving consumer goods brands and uh, luxury brands, and even within the luxury brands, uh, you have brands that will be very much, even if they're on Facebook, will be very much top-down and will be more like talking about themselves and getting likes and maybe not a lot of comments because uh, uh, and you have some brands who are very conversational so that would be um, uh, because uh, right now these Facebook strategies are driven at very uh, high level uh, and they are uh, kind of uh, uh, projecting the way the brand sees itself as a, as a person uh, so that would probably uh, be a very good well I mean so I mean just thinking what you say there does that mean that luxury brands are, are likely to be less listening or do you have examples of good luxury brands who've gone out there and, and use your services too yeah so, so um, they, they do um, but you, you have uh, at some point uh, status uh, that you need to have as a luxury brand and so you need to listen and also at some moment uh, you need to have very strong beliefs uh, and so um, IKEA is very interesting for such brands because that's a way to uh, um, be very strong about your codes and your values and what you're about and also uh, through the creative process uh, to have people playing within that square mm -hmm. uh, with your values uh, mm -hmm. or within your values uh, with what you are. And so uh, we work uh, with uh, very high-end uh, luxury brands uh, where the brief will be very different from an FMCG brand and we'll probably, for example we'll give free values of a brand and we ask people to create content around that and, re and really play within the spirit mm -hmm. uh, and still that content will be uh, 
uh, leverage for uh, interactions and conversations on social media, but uh, uh, staying very, very close to the DNA mm -hmm. of what the brand is about. That makes sense. All right. Well, Francois, I really appreciate this uh, interview, and it's great to speak with you and get to know you a little bit better, INSEAD fellow that you are. Um, so, you know, most of the people listening are obviously speaking English, and mostly in Anglo-Saxon countries, England, America. How do they get in touch with your offices, uh, get in touch with them if they want to use ICA for their services? Sure. So um, uh, you just need to go on ICA.net, so E-Y-E-K-A.net, um, and there is a section to find our offices uh, across the globe, so namely uh, London, uh, New York, San Francisco, and uh, Singapore and Shanghai. And if I am a, am a, I'm a consumer and I'd like to, for some reason, join the ICA community, how do I do that? So you just go to ICA.com and uh, you, you will see uh, the type of content that our community is, uh, is creating, uh, feel how you can relate to that, and if you feel uh, you want to participate in one of the, on one of the briefs, just register. Beautiful. Well, François, merci beaucoup. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it and look forward to following what you guys are doing at ICA. Thank you, Minter. Thanks for listening to this recording of the Minter Dialogue radio show. You'll find the show notes on themindset.com, T-H-E-M-Y-N-D-S-E-T, where you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter. If you like the show, please don't forget to click on the handy Facebook like button or to tweet it out. And if you speak French, you can find my other French language interviews on minterdial.fr. In the meantime, please come join the conversation at The Mindset or catch me on Twitter at M-D-I-A-L-M dial. Happy trails. I'm a convinced man Here in these confines A convinced man In the arms of a woman I'm a convinced man to the test I'm a convinced man Hey friends, this is Jim Knight, former 21-year Hard Rock executive turned best-selling author and top 10 keynote speaker. And I'm Brant Menzwar, former frontman of Hollywood's most dangerous band turned top 10 motivational speaker and best-selling author. We host the how-to podcast, Thoughts That Rock, where we talk to rock stars, athletes, CEOs, astronauts, and even next-door neighbors who share their expertise and opinions. Together, we tackle the most interesting and challenging topics of today. Whether you want to learn how to become more confident, how to deal with anxiety at work, or how to write a hit song, or use Brazilian jiu-jitsu in life, we've got hundreds of episodes to help amp up your life and move you forward. Subscribe to Thoughts That Rock wherever you listen to podcasts, and check out evergreenpodcast.com for more information.